Excuse me. Frog in the throat, which I would guess is payback for high school biology. Bonjour, amigos. Bienvenido, secret friends. Fish be on the base. Me, Bob, adjacent to a microphone. You hear about this blood feud between not Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel, but rather Fox News' Jesse Waters versus U.S. House Representative Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a Republican, you know him, he's the guy with the eye patch that when he first got to Congress got into it with Pete Davidson, that is Mr. Crenshaw. Well, apparently, Jesse Waters on his show, which is, oh, just, oh, just, oh. So Jesse Waters on his show was doing a segment devoted to people in Congress that have made money from the stock market while they're in Congress. And apparently Dan Crenshaw has made like $10,000 in the stock market, which is fucking stock market peanuts. But that didn't stop Jesse Waters from putting Dan Crenshaw's name next to a whole bunch of people that have made significantly more money than that in the stock market. And so, uh, Dan Crenshaw goes to the internet and gets after it a little bit. He starts, Hey, you fucking hack, which is a strong start. If you're going to accuse me of literal corruption... Get your facts straight and man up and come accuse me to my face. You're a fucking clown desperate for clickbait. He goes on, Waters is a tool making millions to push conspiracies on TV and bash veterans like me who are barely a fraction of his net worth. Wake up, America. The political entertainment industry is almost always lying to you and he's just getting warmed up i'm sitting here trying to feed my three-month-old and this dirtbag millionaire at fox is accusing me of being a criminal with zero evidence stop watching these mediocre entertainers stop letting wealthy elitists like jesse waters claim to be fighting for you. They live in Manhattan and can't stand normal people who live in red states. They think you're stupid and feed you bullshit to rile you up. Again, this is Dan Crenshaw, a very well-respected Republican from Texas going after Jesse Waters. And if you think he's done, oh no, this thing is about to get personal. Losers like Jesse Waters grew up with a silver spoon. His family is made up of well-connected journalists and politicians. And for some reason, people are fooled into believing he's a genuine blue-collar conservative. Yeah, he's such a conservative, he cheated on his wife and then left her with the twins while he went off with another Fox News producer. Dan Crenshaw, 
senior eye patch is on fucking fire. And then there was one last post, number five here. And let's be honest, Jesse Waters seems like the type of dude who pees sitting down. Mr. Crenshaw, you had me until the very last one. What is it? Has he has he gone ableist on us? <laughs> as someone that has a, a broken spine and, and a nerve condition, uh, urinating standing up is a is a real luxury that, that, that I I am rarely afforded. So. So that one stings. But the rest of them were so good. They were so good, Dan Crenshaw. I mean, when he goes after somebody, he fucking goes after somebody. Even calling him on leaving his wife and the twins for another Fox News producer. You go, Dan Crenshaw. That was that was something indeed. On the Subject of language. Remember when Trump was talking to Hannity and Hannity tried to talk him out of the dictator chatter and Trump doubled down. He's like, no, I, I want to be a dictator, but only on day one. That's, that, that's the only day I want to be a dictator is day one. As Trump gets closer to the nomination, hopefully not, but likely, so as Trump gets closer, watch out for the language on the before-mentioned Fox News and other right-wing punditry that dictator for a day isn't a bad thing. Dictator for a day is exactly what this country needs. That America is so fucked, we have lost ourselves and lost our way so profoundly. The only way to get us back on track? Dictator for a day. One more language thing, and then we'll get to Fishby's questions. And I'm quasi-serious here. But I have a grand renouncement. Yes, that's right, a grand renouncement. And since we're in 2024 now, I would just like to say definitively... I'm putting a fork in the road right here and a knife and a spoon and some salt and pepper and some Creole seasoning. If it happened before 2024, if I said it before 2024, even if I thought it and you somehow read my thoughts prior to 2024, it didn't happen. I had issues, <laughs> issues, 
So if it happened before 2024, Fishby, it did not happen. That's my grand renouncement. Except, of course, for the podcast wing of the Smithsonian stuff. Who would turn their back on that? But everything else, right? So don't, don't, don't come at me. All right, here's our, here's our stuff from Fishby. Happy New Year to the man who puts the cock in caucus. It's me, Fishby. And are we seriously podcasting tomorrow when we can clearly barely podcast today? And be honest, how many times have you showered this week? And pop quiz, hot shot. Today's category is American history. American history. Let's do the questions first. Yes, the man who put the cock in caucus. That is low-hanging fruit, Fishby. I would expect a little more from you, but that's between you and your maker. That's between you and the podcast wing of the Smithsonian if you think that's fucking good enough. If you think that bird flies, like if you got there and just stopped, might as well have Super Gladys Wonder Kitty write those. Are we seriously podcasting tomorrow when we can clearly barely podcast today? Throughout almost the entire history of this podcast, we have rejected the notion of podcasting on Fridays because this is a weekday podcast and Friday is the fucking weekend. But in 2024... We're a weekday podcast. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do it tomorrow. And I'm also, but it's going to be a little different. Every single Friday, you and I are going to go through the podcast numbers together. And I'll give you a hint right now. We're not doing great. But as I tell my kids all the time, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Let's see where we're at come September, come next Thanksgiving. But we'll be honest about exactly where we're starting. It's, I've never done anything like it before, we'll see. I'll also tell you my credit score. Yeah, my waist size. Fridays are dedicated to numbers. Which are a totally faulty and irrational and widely debated uh, placeholders. That's all the numbers are. They're placeholders. They're not like words, which you can depend on. You know, they're numbers. Aloof. Here one second, gone the next. And be honest, how many times have I showered this week? I showered this morning. I have a doctor appointment right after this. I um, so that that was big for me. But honestly, I mean, I would love to tell you today was the was the third shower of the week. I think it was the second. I don't. It's been one of those weeks. It's a miracle I'm out of bed at all. So yeah, that was the last time I shared. Let, let's move on to the uh, pop quiz hotshot. Today's category, American history. I'm still trapped. Zero for one. We started the scores over in the new year. Within a decade, 
What year was the first Iowa caucus? Within a decade, what year was the first Iowa caucus? What year did Iowa become a state? I mean, this is just a blind guess. And although 1861 was not a presidential year, I'm going to guess 1861 because you've given me the decade. What's the answer, Fishby? Slide it over. Or nudge it over. Or at least get it a little fucking closer than that. One of us is going to break here. Thank you, Fishby. 1972? This is a fucking trick question. 1972? And before that, they just... They just didn't do primaries and caucuses. Like, like the state convention got together, chose the delegates, and then they went to the national convention, and that's how they did it? 1972, huh? Well, you better hit me with some four more fun facts about Iowa. Became a state in 1846... Iowa is home to the world's largest cereal plant. Congratulations. It was almost the birthplace of sliced bread, but it wasn't. That's Missouri. Since 1900, the city of Britt, Iowa, has hosted the National Hobo Convention, which is typically in August. That sounds fun. Welcome to Britt. Stay for the pancakes. Enjoy the hobo convention. And in Elkhorn, Iowa, is the largest rural Danish settlement in the country. You're fucking with me now. Fucking with me. Four to one, hogs outnumber people. Thank you, Fishby. And now I feel, ooh, yeah, I'm 0 for 2. But no one got that one right unless you're from Iowa and a professor of the political sciences. That's, uh, that's too hard. We only have 15 minutes. Up by noon at the latest every single weekday, now including Fridays, until the motherfucking wheels fall off. So with great pleasure, I say, until manana, say adios, Fishby.